Most entrepreneurs seek success thinking that when they get to the next achievement fulfillment, they will be happy. And it's the exact opposite. You've got to be happy, then you take the action, and then you attract to you all the things that you say you want to have. Welcome, everyone, to The Ultimate Shift. Join Ephraim Glick and leading figures in business and entertainment as they share their stories of regular people overcoming tremendous obstacles only to achieve happiness, success, and fulfillment. Are you ready to make the ultimate shift in your life? Welcome back to The Ultimate Shift. Today, our guest is Dr. Amanda Arian Tez. How am I? You just told me how to pronounce it. That's Barrientes. no problem. It ha- it's it's Barrientes, but Barrientes yeah. is fine as well. Yeah. My, yeah. my syllable's off a little bit. So I'm so glad you're here. You started a company called NFA, No Fucking Around Money, which is, I can't wait to hear this story. And I checked out your website and different things. And, and so I'm excited to hear your story as well as I'm sure our guests will learn a lot from you. So can you dive in and just tell us a little bit about your story, like where it started out? And there's a part of your story that went from food stamps to six figures. Uh, I'm not saying you have to explain all that right now, but I, I do want to hear that sometime in while we are on this show. So Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll dive deep into all of it. I, I love I love sharing because especially that story, because there's so much shame around money. And I love to help people see that it doesn't have to be that way. And, and once you start to talk about those things, then it releases the shame and then you can shift and break through money blocks differently. So, so real quick, uh, my name is Dr. Amanda Barrientes. My company is NFA Money and I help online entrepreneurs heal their relationship to money so that they can build businesses they love and live by the mantra and have the experience of work less, make more, have fun. So I really align my whole, everything I teach entrepreneurs about tips and strategies and inspiration and mindset development around, okay, how do I love making money? How do I enjoy what I do? How do I know exactly what to do? And how do I charge what I'm worth through breaking through my money blocks and fears and building that business that gives you the freedom that you want in both lifestyle and time? That's amazing. So how did you get on this journey about money? What about your story made you want to learn more and understand the concepts and beliefs about money that people have? It was, it was the food stamps. I'll say (laughs) it was definitely really intense survival fear and a lot of victim mindedness around money. So I was in survival mode. So it really, for me started when I had an epiphany one night when I was on the floor crying and I was looking at my life. I was, I had ended my 15 year marriage, having an affair. My next relationship wasn't working out. So he was moving out and I was on the floor crying, like staring at the basement. There was no furniture in the basement. Like he had moved out and I was just crying and I was sitting there going, Oh my God, what am I going to do now? I had been looking for houses all day. Couldn't find anything that I could afford. I was like, what am I going to do? I have three kids. I'm in grad school. I had talked to a free counselor and she said, you got to go on food stamps. And I had a ton of shame and embarrassment around it. And I, and I had no choice. I thought I got to feed my kids. And in this night when I was crying on the floor, I was like, you know, what's the common denominator here? It's me. I got to change. I've got to do something different. And so I decided that I was willing to do whatever it took to shift my, my relationship reality. And what that led to was me listening to podcasts. And so I started listening to podcasts every second I possibly could. 
uh, on double speed, like cleaning the dishes, podcasts on double speed, riding my bike, taking my kids to school, all this stuff. And I started to learn that that relationships and money are both skills that you can learn. And I was blown away by this because I thought I, I really had this belief that wealthy people, it, it was almost like they were like these magical unicorns or something where, you know, they got the money and they just knew how to do it. And it wasn't something that everybody could learn and that they had no problems and everything was amazing in their world because they had a lot of money. (laughs) And so the more I learned about money and the more I learned about relationship and money skills, the more that I developed self-confidence and started to let go of my beliefs that were holding me back. And, And then I took the leap at the last year of grad school I had, I was thinking I was going to be a professor and there was this huge departmental fallout in my department, like national news fallout and professors were leaving. Everyone was stressed. And I was like, I don't want to be a professor. I'm never going to be able to pay off my student loans. I'm going to have to move. I don't know if I can even get a job. It's really low pay. And I thought, I'm just going to take the leap and become a coach because all the podcasts I had been listening to were done by coaches. And I was like, there's something cool about this. And so I thought I'm going to take the leap. And if I can have it fly, I'm just going to go for it. And so I saved up a couple months of living money. When I graduated, I took the leap. I started going to networking events. And in that first year, I went six figures in my business. That's incredible. What is the biggest myth that maybe you believe prior to that? And you think that other people believe about money? You know, there's some really common ones for me. I believed, I mean, one myth I believe is that money solves all your problems. So I had a a lot of infatuation with money. So whenever we have an infatuation with something, we seek it, we resent it, seek it, and we simultaneously attract the opposite to us. So we attract money challenges because we have an imbalanced belief in our system. So I'd say a lot of people think money solves all your problems. And the truth is money just amplifies who you are in the moment. And, and, and it gives you the ability to create greater impact. And it gives you a whole bunch of freedom. The reason I like to focus on money with people is because it helps me see what's going on in their inner world. I always tell people that your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. And if you don't like what you're getting on the outside, your results, you got to start changing what's within your mindset. And so I really started to change my mindset around money and what it meant to be wealthy and what I believed about rich people. And I started to realize like, oh, money's just a tool. Like it's a neutral force. It's a tool and anyone can learn to be wealthy. It's how you feel about it that matters. And so I think a lot of people have the belief that money will solve all their problems or make them feel good. And that's not the case. It's why we see lottery winners winning and worse off after they win the lottery because they didn't change their money mindset around it. They didn't develop the inner power and the inner an inner connection with themselves and, and really get down to the core of what they want. So it's so so people have get really stuck in those different types of money beliefs, money myths. Yeah. When understanding that you're kind of a more alongside a business coach, if you will. Do you see any resemblance or is there a part of, let's say there's a listener and they don't have a business, but they struggle with money, which I think is a, is a very broad problem. A, a lot of, you know, wherever you are, people struggle with money, uh, including, I, you know, I used to be in that spot. So basically, if you have a company and you're struggling with money personally, mm-hmm. what are the chances of the company succeeding? So when you work <laughs> with people, is it not important first to, to, you know, fix this personal money issue before you dive into entrepreneurship or many uh, investing or any other thing? 
Yeah, it's a great question. And it's a it's an important question that you're asking. And the reason is, yes, because your outer world is going to be a reflection of your inner world, whatever it is you create is going to be challenged by anything you're struggling with. You know, so if you have limiting money beliefs and you have a whole bunch of money blocks and you start a business, they're going to just show up in tangible form in the business. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to be a mere reflection of your personal, the way that you personally face your money issues. So when you say money block, what is a money block and how do you unblock that block, if you will? Yeah. So, so I came up with a term called competing commitments because I got to do uh, work with all different kinds of entrepreneurs at different phases of business at different levels of money-making. And, and so I noticed common patterns and what it was, was that I would always see them doing, saying one thing and doing another, right? So they would say, I want a really successful business, but then they would be like, help me make the sales call. I just can't seem to do it. I really want to build a successful business, but then they would spend months tweaking their website and wouldn't take action on promoting themselves and selling anything. <laughs> you know, so we see this time and time again, I'm like, what's going on here? And so I coined this term competing commitments, because what's happening is that your conscious and your unconscious is battling against each other. So your, your thoughts, your decisions and actions that are unconscious, which is 95% of you is battling the 5% of you that is saying consciously, I want this thing, but you can't take action because it's like this, it's this tug of war. And the 95% of you is always going to win. So when you have thoughts that are limiting that you're not conscious of that you got downloaded when you were a little kid and you started to recreate that belief over and over and over again in your life and reinforce it, those are the outcomes that you get. So money blocks are just money-based competing commitments. So when you have a money block, you'll know because you won't feel good about the money you make. So let's say you have a money block if you don't have the amount of money you want in the bank or you don't feel good about the amount of money that you have or you feel a low level stress all the time about money. So this could be that you make a ton of money, but you work really hard because you're afraid it's going to run out. That could be a money block. So, you know, I've had people say to me before, I have a lot of money. I don't have any money blocks. Well, how do you feel about your money is a different question, right? And we see people all the time who work really, really hard and feel completely burnt out, degrade their health, don't pay attention to their relationships and their personal life's falling apart, but they have a whole bunch of money in the bank. That's a money block. I, I don't see that as a holistically healthy relationship with money. And so when you have these, the, the first thing you want to do is start detecting what do I believe about money? So most people never stop to even ask themselves what they believe about money. They just take it at face value that it's like, oh, we all grew up around money and money was in our life. So we just struggle along without talking about it. And it goes back to that, you know, the opening conversation we had where I was talking about shame. So, you know, I always say that the thing that people don't want to talk about at the dinner table is sex and money. And it's because it brings up a lot of shame and embarrassment and fear and uncertainty. And we just think we should know the answers. So you want to start by getting conscious about what your money beliefs are. So I created a, I have a money blocks profile. I don't know if you've taken it, but it's, if they go to moneyblocksprofile.com, you can learn what your top money block is and start to pick apart how to break through your money blocks. I'm definitely doing that. Uh, I have not done that yet. So when, when we're talking about unconscious behavior or subconscious mindsets, or like you're saying that 95% of your, your brain that's competing against the 5% and it's, it's running unconsciously. What do you think are the first steps of identifying the behavior patterns maybe and 
is it as simple as just starting to ask the questions or when you start to ask the question, well, how do I feel about money? Well, I feel like the first answers we're going to give ourselves as humans is the easiest one. Well, you know, it, I don't have enough or this and that. What's your advice on digging deeper? Like to continue, do you just continue asking the question until you actually get your real answer? You know, I've heard say sometimes when you question yourself, it takes seven questions to get the truthful answer. Is this, yeah. would you say that works the same way with money? Like it's not as easy as just saying, well, I don't feel good about money or uh, I don't have enough of it or I have too much of it and it doesn't make me happy or it makes me happy. Would you say those answers are not the correct answers? You have to dig a little deeper, get a little more uncomfortable maybe? Yeah. I, so I, I love what you're saying because he, the truth is that we work hard to deny our money blocks, right? Like we we want to blame other people. We want to pretend that it doesn't exist. So there's avoidance strategies, right? We use unconscious avoidance strategies to say, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem. But then we go, but I'm not getting what I want. Right. So anytime you're not getting what you want, you know, you have a competing commitment in any area, you know, so I don't care what it is that you're doing. If you say you want something that you're not getting the result, you have an out of alignment system. And so it's your job. This is part of the NFA brand and the NFA motto is you've got to choose to be radically responsible, which means that you get to start training your brain in the direction of your success. So because our brains are set up as survival mechanisms, so that your whole, your entire job of your brain is to keep you safe. And so we have built in wiring that tracks for negativity, because if you're tracking for threats, then you can stay safe. So what happens is you track for a threat and then you prove it to be true because you want to be right. So you keep recreating the belief over and over and over and over and over again. And then you go like, crap, why can't I get the outcome I want? It's because you've just let yourself be on autopilot comfort zone of safety and security. So to shift, you actually have to choose to be conscious, right? You, you get to choose to go like, I want a different outcome. I've got to train myself in a different direction. And so part of that is the self-discovery process of conscious awareness of what do I actually believe about money? Because you've decided I'm choosing to be radically responsible about my outcomes. Nobody's going to come along and save me from where I'm at in my life. I get to be the one who empowers myself financially. And, and that's just through repetitive practice, probably, to, to keep yes, yourself aware. Totally. It's, it's habit development. So yeah. we're, we're creatures of habit. So if you're not getting what you want, you've just created habits that aren't setting you up for success. So it's really small shifts in new directions. And it's the choice of knowing I, the example I like to use. It's like, if you decided I want to go, I want to lose 20 pounds and you go, Oh, well, once I lose 20 pounds, I'll go to the gym. We all know that that wouldn't work well, <laughs> right? Instead, you got to go to the gym and you lose a half a pound a week or a pound a week. And then you start to go like, oh, this is working and it accelerates and you start to feel better. And then you just start, start to like working out, right? But it takes time. And so because of our microwave mentality, overnight success drive, where we think like everything can be successful overnight, we tend to give up way too fast. And we tend to think that it should be easier than it is. The path is simple, but you taking the action and creating new habits is, is why it gets hard. And it's why change is so hard. And it's why people stay so stuck. It's why most of the world doesn't have successful businesses. If you want to be that person who has a successful business, it's 100% possible for anybody. It's just a choice. And it's a choice to be the person who does the daily mindset training and the daily habit to train your brain in the direction of money-making success. 
And this is applicable not just to businesses. This is applicable to your your own home lifestyle if you're working for someone else, correct? Like it's all the same. Absolutely. Yep. It's all human behavior and it's all habit formation and it's all letting go of your own. It's it's learning to be aware of your unconscious drivers so that you can bring them conscious and shift them. So when you were on food stamps and then you you worked your way out of that and you started realizing, okay, I'm making money. Now my behavior is changing, right? I'm seeing like Ed Milet is, is says that one of my all-time favorite ways that changed my life when it comes to money. And he uses a thermostat analogy and says, if you're yeah. used to coming home to your home and it's 75 degrees, the same thing works with your money. Your, your bank account might, you might be used to having 5,000 or 10,000, but you keep, and then you might get 15 or 20, but then it goes and you, you find yourself coming back to your comfortable thermos, your comfortable temp, yeah. temperature, if you will. And with time, if you just keep being uncomfortable long enough, you can learn to change that. So when, when you went from food stamp to starting to make some money, how did you deal with, or did you maybe not have this, this struggle where all of a sudden you might be making multiple six figures and, and you think back to that time and you think, oh my gosh, like I have to keep going because I can never go back there again. You know what I'm saying? Like kind of that, that sense of fear of, of this may not last forever or I might lose this. Did you have that? Or, and, and then if so, how did you overcome that, that feeling? Because oftentimes what comes next after that feeling, I feel like is speaking from experience is overworking, unhealthy practicing, you know, things like that. How did you deal with that? Yeah, these are all great questions. First, I want to say, so Ed Medlet got that from T. Harv Eker. So in T. Harv Eker's book, he talks about it as the money thermostat. One of the best books I've ever read is that book. And what I got to, I was, I, I, I was on stage with Ed Milet. He He's awesome, like amazing stories. And I think of that as your money set point. So your money set point is exactly what you're saying. You have a, an invisible ceiling that you, that you make money to. And then if you haven't cleared your money blocks, you self-sabotage and you go back to the comfort level of, of what your money set point is. Anyone here who's listening, they could ask themselves, what's my money set point? And, and you could average out your money over the course of years and look at your money set point. And I've done this with many people and they'll be like, oh my God, it's the same number year after year, just within slight var- variations when they're not conscious of money mindset work. And right. so that's why they can't break through because they have that stuck money set point. What you need to do in the way that I did it for myself was do change in small degrees, because anytime you go from like, let's say you go from I'm going to I'm on the couch eating potato chips. I'm 50 pounds overweight. I want to change. I'm going to go run a marathon. You don't go out day one and run a marathon, <laughs> right? Like right. your first, you're like, God, I don't even have running shoes. I am sedentary, like all those things. You start small, you start one step at a time. And then that, what that does, I call it stretch goals. You know, so you take stretch goals and you just change in micro steps. And then over the course of a year, huge things can happen. So baby small steps lead to massive leaps over the course of a year. And and people underestimate how much they can change rapidly when you just take small steps. And what you're doing in that process is training your brain in a new direction. So when you ask, let's say you break through a, a barrier you know, I would say mine didn't happen like overnight. It wasn't like I went from food stamps to like the next day I made six figures. It took me, 
you know, when I was on food stamps, I decided I want to build a business. I started building my own website. I started planting the seeds of the ideas while I was still writing my dissertation in grad school. And then when I took the leap to build my business, I took a side hustle teaching job because I was like, I don't know if it's going to work. Right. Like I did all, I did all kinds of stuff while I was daily training my brain in the direction. So as I started to build my income, there wasn't this like, money set point trigger of like, oh my God, I'm so uncomfortable in this new zone that I've got to sabotage and go back. So for me, every year, my money increases. I go, you know, it's like every year I've worked less and I make more. And I just set up all of my systems and my belief system and my habits and my automated, you know, technical systems around strategic micro growth. You know, I just think of it as like, most people are looking for the like, I'm going to scale my business to a million dollars in a year. I've never, I don't see that happen. The people that are teaching that when you have a conversation with them, you learn that they've been in business for 10 years, <laughs> you know, like it, it's, it can happen. It's not impossible, but like what you're saying is it's like the burnout out pushing all with all your might feeling like crap, forcing it to happen. And then when you get there, you don't even feel good about it. I want people to build it, well, their wealth in a way that feels sustainable for the long haul and feels good. That's an amazing point. Uh, it, when now let's talk about the opposite side of that when when you're and there's more that I want to talk to to that point, but I also don't want to leave out the people who maybe are on food stamps. Maybe there is that person on food stamps that doesn't even have their own business today. When we talk about money in the context you and I are discussing it in, and we talk about all these different solutions, and you're in that place, you're in that fog, you're in that pit, you're in that rut, sometimes that can come at you and it seems overwhelming. I like okay, I know I got to change my mind. I know I got to do this. I know I got to do that, but I'm just trying to stay alive, right? So what is, when you're talking about micro steps, so when you're in that place, what would you say or what advice would you give that person who, who might be there as one or two practical steps that they can implement right away and start to make that change so it doesn't seem like such an overwhelming task? Yeah. Great question. And I, what I would say to that person first is to have the mindset switch. If I don't do anything right now, where will I be in a year from now? Okay. So first they've got to decide I'm taking some action so that it, 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 all change starts with decision. If you, if you're not ready to change, nothing that you or I say on this podcast is going to help anyone, right? People have got to be ready and willing. So you've got to go like, I'm ready to change now. What? And in that take the micro step. Okay. So I, very rarely meet a person these days who doesn't have a smartphone. So let's say you have a smartphone, download a podcast right now that has to do with money mindset. They can listen to mine, max potential money, max potential money, go listen to it. There's a million of them out there. It doesn't have to be mine. Decide that you're going to listen to an episode every day for the next 30 days. That could be a five minute episode or a 20 minute episode. Decide that you're going to change. When I, when people come to me with, you know, I work with people at all different ranges of income. Let's say they come to me in that situation where they go like, I don't, I don't, I'm on food stamps. I'm terrified. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to change. And I say, well, okay, what have you done in the last 12 weeks to change your money mindset? Nothing. Zero. Uh, have you ever read a money mindset book? No. Why do you expect to have anything else going on than you have going on? Right? Like it's, it's just the same when people come to my relationships falling apart. I don't know what to do. Well, have you, have you gone on a date? Do you prioritize your relationship? Do you spend time weekly together? Do you read relationship books? Are you going to counseling? Same exact thing. It, you know, it, it, so people, it, we forget the power of decision and action. 
And it's the simplest things that change you. And it's just in micro ways. So what happens when you're on food stamps and survival mode is that you're freaked out and you feel so victim survival mode that you go, I can never change this because the problem is so big. And so you get, it's like deer in the headlights, right? We get into survival mode fear. We go into our animal brain. It's called monkey mind. And we go into fight, flight, freeze, right? And the freeze part is not taking action. So you've got to decide, I'm going to get out of this. I'm radically responsible for my outcomes. And I'm going to choose to do daily money mindset training for a month and watch what happens. I mean, I started doing that and it rocked my world completely. That's amazing. So much great advice here. Uh, and I'm running out of paper taking notes. So um, <laughs> you, you mentioned that all change starts with decision. What do you think at what, or, you know, what stage are people in when they come to that decision part? Is it always, have you found that in your experience to always be like they're, they're in the worst part of their life or they're just so tired what what creates what is the step before decision i guess is the question yeah that's a great question you know what i'll say is that you will change in three ways one by choice so you'll you'll just decide i'm going to do something different usually that's somebody who's more on the level of they're already practicing personal growth and development so now i get to choose my challenges because i decide every day how to define and design my life And so I make decisions every single day that empower me getting where I want to go. So that's one way you get to choose. Well, actually, I'll say there's two ways that way you choose or something cataclysmic happens to you to force a change. So that's when we say people hit rock bottom. They're in so much pain. They're so tired of the reality. That was me on the floor crying, going like, oh, my God, my last relationship didn't work. This relationship's not working. I have no money. I might be homeless. Shit. I got to change. So I had a cataclysmic event that caused me to make a decision in a new direction. So the thing I like to tell people is that they, that they can make their life a lot easier by choosing the changes in their life instead of having a forced change (laughs) where the universe is like, Hey dude, you got to wake up. It's time for you to do something different. It could be cancer. It could, I mean, and you don't want it to get to that point, right? It could be a divorce, an affair, a bankruptcy, losing a child. Like, I mean, I see this happen to people all the time where they're so stuck and they're so unwilling to change that something will force the change. So what you want to do as as a master of yourself is learn that it doesn't have to get to that point. I mean, I haven't been in that place for years because I've chosen to become a person with personal power. And I go like, oh, how do I want to design my life? But I've gotten that privilege because I've decided to do daily mindset training and because I practice what I preach. So for someone who's at that stage, just know, don't beat yourself up. That's not helpful. Just go, okay, from today forward, I can be the creator of my reality. And today I'm going to choose to think something different, to do something different in a really small way. And I'm going to take it step by step. I'm going to start enjoying I'm going to start doing one thing a day that brings me joy. One thing a day that has me learning something new. One thing a day that's training my brain in the direction of my success. I love that. We've heard the term money makes you happy or money doesn't make you happy or whatever. How in your experience and from when you work with people, you know, I think it's safe to say that money doesn't make you happy, but the lack of money doesn't make you happy either. And so, (laughs) so how do you money? you know, what, what's your advice to, to making money, but, but also being happy is, or what does that look like? It's a great question. And I will say this, you're exactly right. 
Most entrepreneurs seek success thinking that when they get to the next achievement fulfillment, they will be happy. And it's the exact opposite. You've got to be happy. Then you take the action and then you attract to you all the things that you say you want to have. So you've got to become the person that is the powerful business owner. You've got to, it's really easy in relationship examples. When people are dating, I always, I tell them, you got to become the person you want to be with. Right. Because imagine this, you're disempowered, you're overweight, you're jobless, you're homeless, and you go out on the dating market, but you want to have someone who's confident, highly successful, you know, really well-rounded, thin and fit. That doesn't match. It doesn't match. Right. So it's, it's unrealistic. It's an unrealistic expectation for us to think like, oh, I'm going to, I'm, once I get there, I'll be successful and be happy instead of being happy in the now. And, and I like the word, you know, the word happy is kind of interesting because it's a very emotional word. I would say fulfillment to be fulfilled now, to be empowered now attracts what you want your way. And, and everyone does it the opposite. And then it creates this constant cycle of chasing the future. And then when you get there, especially for high achieving people, they get there and they've already set the next bar for the next mountain to climb, so they never enjoy the moment. And they always feel stressed out and burned out. And no one wants to live that way. That's why money doesn't buy happiness. I will say, you know, having had both ends of the spectrum where I go like poor and scared and don't know how to eat to like having money and having a whole bunch of life freedom, having the freedom is a lot better, <laughs> like way more fun, you know? And that's because I've created the mindset around that. If, if I had worked my ass off and never stopped and let all my relationships degrade and never worked on myself as a person, I wouldn't feel, I wouldn't be feeling good about the money that I make. I wouldn't have more freedom. I would have, I would create a prison out of my business because wherever you go, there you are. And your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. So if you're miserable, stressed out, burnt out, never present, unhealthy, that's how you're going to feel when you have more money. You're just stuck in a different rut, but you're still stuck. Totally. Yeah, exactly. So previously, you mentioned something about designing your life. So this is something that I, I love asking people, and, and I get all kinds of feedback on it. And it depends on people's religious beliefs. Sometimes they disagree. Personally, I believe that we are 100% in control of designing our lives if that's what we choose to do. Do you feel that your life is more based to chance? That uh. and I'm, saying, I'm not saying that you have to believe in God or not believe in God, but that that everything is already set in motion for you. And therefore, you're kind of just, you know, you're, <laughs> for the lack of better words, just trying to fulfill each part. Or do you feel like through intentional design that you can actually shift the course that maybe you were predestined to go? I, I love the questions you're asking. Uh hundred percent believe in quantum physics, metaphysics, you know, so it's like, if, you know, when you're talking about like the religious spectrum or the spiritual spectrum, I like science, the mix of science and spirituality, which is, you know, if we look at metaphysics and things like that, now we have scientific ways to actually prove these things are true. I 100% believe that we all have unlimited potential and that we are all born to do great things. It's only our limiting beliefs that stop us. And, you know, you can be born into like, I mean, I was a sociologist, right? My PhD is in sociology. So I learned a lot about macro systems of oppression and marginalization and racism and classism and sexism, homophobia, all those things. And in that, I also learned 
as I switched into coaching going like, okay, there's a lot of different things going on in these scenarios. And anyone at any point in time can choose to be a deliberate creator of their reality by controlling their own thoughts, decisions, and actions. So it's all you have control of your own thoughts, decisions, and actions. That's you can create any life you want based on you being the master of your thoughts, decisions, and actions. And I think you have unlimited potential to expand. I mean, I went from like guilt, shame, fear, which are the lowest frequencies all the way up into like joy and bliss and gratitude and inspiration and love and connection and helping other people, you know? So that was my choice though. It it won't, it doesn't just happen to you. You've got to be, you've got to decide to do something different. So for me, and I'm curious to see if it's the same for you, for me, like you said, everything's a choice. If if you get out of bed in the morning and you decide you choose gratitude, (laughs) it's, you can do it, but it's easier when you're not financially oppressed. Do you find it that way? Uh, Boy, it's it's a good one. Uh, What I'll say to that is that what I've noticed is that I appreciate things so much because I've gotten to experience a lot of different sides. Like I've been in the place of going like, I can't even buy a dollar or a cup of coffee at the gas station to like, oh my God, I can, I could decide to travel anywhere I want right now and and go, you know, other than let's say COVID rules. It's like, I and I, I'm so grateful for the things that I have and that I get to experience because I've been at that place of intense deficit. And right. so the cool thing about that is that when you choose gratitude, even when you don't have a lot, you create more of what you appreciate. So what you appreciate appreciates. So for me, I'm in a state of gratitude all the time, which that's why my, my life has accelerated so quickly in a direction of abundance is because I choose gratitude at all points in time. Even when I was on food stamps, even when I lived in subsidized housing, even when I was freaked out about money, you know, of course I had my nights, I went to bed crying every night for months. You know, it was like, I've had lots of fears and lots of challenges. Even when I was doing the mindset work, it'd be like, Oh my God, is this going to work? I'm scared. I don't know what I'm doing. There were tons of fears that came up and I'd let myself have my, my feelings. I would allow to feel sad and I would surrender. And then I would use my tools and go, okay, it's time to shift. Now I'm going to go on a run. I'm going to listen to a podcast. I'm going to be in a state of gratitude. I'm going to use my affirmations. I'm going to do it again. And then tonight when I go to bed, maybe I'll cry and I'll be scared. And then tomorrow I'll get up and I'll do my gratitude. I'll do my run. I'll do my podcast. I'll do my mindset training and I'll do it again. And then what happened was over time, I shifted to where I was more in the state of, of attracting more awesomeness into my life. And then my feelings started to follow. It was like, Oh, I'm not going to bed crying anymore because I just got a check for $5,000. Awesome. Yeah. And and I found it the same way. And, and when I said like that, that, for me, I find it easier sometimes to be grateful when I actually am not worried about my truck being repossessed or my rent not being paid wasn't in a way of like giving someone an, as an excuse to say, well, yeah, you can be grateful because you have money, but it's more of a way yeah. like work on that so hard to realize that it gets easier. Kind of like what you just said, the transition starts to adapt and all of a sudden it's you're believing it more than you're having to you know, tell yourself something that's really not your reality yet. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Well, but he, and here's the thing, it's always perception. So in the moment, let's say your truck's getting repossessed, you get to be the master of yourself and go, what's the lesson in this? What can I learn from this? And how can I be grateful for this right now? Yeah. And, and that's your choice. Yeah, true. You're, you're so right. I wish, you know, I wish I would have known all these things back when I was, <laughs> <laughs> so it been like, 
Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, I, I don't know if you trust this, but I always trust like people hear things at the exact right moment and, yeah. and it'll resonate with them or it won't. And so, you know, I have people say to me all the time, oh my God, I was ready. And the teacher appeared, you know, and it's like, of course, because you were ready. And yeah. here I am. Cause I only work with people who are ready. I don't, I don't, I'm not the person who like holds your hand in your victim mode and lets you stay there. I'm not going to enable that. Cause I want you to lead an amazing life. And so people will hear this episode whenever they hear it at the exact time that they're actually ready to hear it. Yeah. No, I, I really believe in that. So along with the, the gratitude part of, of and choosing how big is visualization a part of that? And, and, and with that, so there's two parts to this question. I find, I see people all the time saying, all you, all you have to do is visualize that what you want. You know, <laughs> Well, that's not necessary. And then they get frustrated because it doesn't work. So when you visualize for you, what's the biggest component that goes along with the visualization in order to actually create change? So it is total hogwash to tell people just visualize and everything will be great. You know, it's like, oh, you're on food stamps. Just sit in your basement and dream of a million dollars coming your way. No, it doesn't, whatever, you know, yeah, it doesn't work that way. I, I, I talk about myself as a manifestation business consultant, but manifestation is not sitting on your couch, visualizing and doing nothing. Totally. That is not how it works. (laughs) And so visualization is a tool that enhances and speeds things up. And the number one key component, I'll tell you the three steps to manifesting. Very simple. Decide clearly what you want. Decision is in there. Take action in the direction. Huge. That's your bargain with the universe. I'm going to decide what I want. I'm going to take action, which opens doors of opportunity. And then I'm going to let go of the house. That's manifesting. Okay. So you decide what you want. You take action in the direction. And then you let the universe take care of the house. What that means. And these these are all three of these. I've taught weekend courses on those three steps. Because it's the people get stuck in all of this. First, they don't know how to decide what they want because they're basing it on their limiting beliefs from the past. They're foggy about the lack of clarity. They're afraid and injecting other people's values. So they get stuck there. Then they get stuck on the action piece because they go, I'm not sure what action to take analysis, paralysis, procrastination, all the things. And then on the third, they want to be in hyper control of everything and hyper plan. And they don't want to surrender at all. And they don't want to allow. And so they make the process 50 times harder for themselves. And so when I say that simple three-step roadmap, it's very straightforward and and becoming a master at doing all of those things is where people get stuck. The visualization piece is one of the actions you can take, right? So you decide what you want. You take action in the direction. One of the actions can be visualization. Visualization is incredibly powerful because your brain doesn't know the difference between imagination and reality. So I script and visualize every single day. It's awesome. It's And I take very practical action every day as well, right? So I don't just sit on my couch and visualize and wish and pray. The better you get at manifesting, you can think a thought, visualize it and have something happen. It's really cool. I have this happen to me all the time now where I'll be like, oh, this is the next thing I need in my business to expand. And then I I have like a a visualization pop in. I'm like, oh, cool. That'll be fun. And then I'll get an email from the exact thing that I thought of that I needed. And I'm like, that's awesome. So I'm not, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but especially when you're starting out, you gotta, you gotta take action all the time. Like be in constant action in the direction of what you say you want. Well, and I think that's where most people get stuck is is that action part of it. To, they yeah. just think it's going to happen and, and around it, but it takes work as well. When you say you you manifest and script, what does that look like? Like meaning, are you talking about like journaling as in scripting, or are you talking about 
you're seeing something and you're just writing it out as you're seeing it. This is really fun. So, so I'll, this is what you can do. So I script in my journal every day and I, and for me, there's different methods to do. And I teach people different methods kind of based on their individual moment. Um, For me, what I do is I, I write one page in my journal every day and I write the, the thing that I'm wanting to manifest. So the thing that I've decided that I want I write it down as if it's already happened. So I start out with the sentence, I'm so happy and grateful now that, and then I write it out as as if it's already happened. And then I do a really short visualization meditation around it, like a couple minutes. And, And because now that I've written and scripted it out, I'm in the feeling of it and I can see it because I've been writing about it. And I'm like, oh, I see it. I see this and that. And the people I'm interacting with and the clothes I'm wearing and I can smell it and taste it and feel it. And then, so I sit and visualize it for a few minutes and then I get into action for my day. That's a, that's incredible. So I journal and I also visualize-ish, but I'm also almost, I'm so busy. I don't have time to sit. So I have to visualize while I'm doing things, but I've never taken that complete approach to it, which I feel like is is incredible. When you, when you write out something, and I, and I journal in the same context that you're writing in that, that, that actually, when people ask me, what's the number one thing that changed your life was that, and that alone, uh, J- write, journaling, writing something out in, in the context as if it has already happened. Um, cool. Yeah. So, but I've never stopped, you know, after writing that out and then, then worked on the visualization. That's incredible. So yeah. well, I, I want to call you out on one thing. Cause I want to, I want everyone here. And, and, and I hope this is okay, but I want you to notice you said, I don't have time, which is a, it's kind of a victim mindset thing. Like we are the creators of our time, right? So mm-hmm. we will make time for things that are important to us. So I don't like people. I like to help people shift out of the mindset of, I don't have time. Cause that's one of the, you know, when you ask the question at the very beginning, what is one of the top money myths? People will always say, I don't have time to make more money. I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do that. And it's a very, it's a scarcity thinking. And it's you saying, I'm not in control of my reality. So I don't want you to reinforce that in your brain. Like, go like, I create my time. I make time for what's important to me. I make time for mindset training. I make time for my transformation. I make time to manifest everything I want. I love that you said that. <laughs> that's Yeah, because that's where I find myself. Now that you pointed that out, um, I realize like I keep saying that and I don't, I keep not having time for things. Yeah, yeah, because you're you're just creating it in reality by saying it over and over again. Well, I am so happy that you that you caught that and were and just said it. Yeah, so that that's a huge help to me as well. Wow. I've, I've learned a lot today. <laughs> awesome. Um, I, I aim to please. I, I, I aim for transformation. That's what I aim well, for. <laughs> you're, you're, you know your stuff and you're really, really good at, at breaking it down to make it make sense. And, and it's no wonder that you have this company that teaches people to do that because it's, it's, you're very easy to listen to and very easy to understand. And you have a very good way of, of bringing out the message. We're coming up on time. I have another question. That I have two questions really, but I feel like you may may have answered the one and that one. And, and if not, you can go into more depth, but it's like, this is called the ultimate shift. When you think back to your life, through your life, what was there a time that, that you felt like you made that ultimate shift that kind of changed your life forever? And if so, what did it look like? And maybe, you know, that reason I say, maybe you've already said it, it's like you're crying on the floor, you're realizing like I'm been divorced and I'm breaking up and I'm, you know, was that that moment or was there a different moment in your life that you knew that no matter what, you were never going to end up there again? It was definitely that moment. And I, and I'll get, I'll frame it as a key takeaway for people listening. It's the, it's decide, commit, 
take daily strategic action, decide, commit, take daily strategic action. So yeah, it was definitely that moment for me where it was like, I am freaking tired of this reality and I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And that was decision, right? Then I took action. I've committed, I've recommitted every day and I keep going and I will never stop until I fulfill my vision. And so, and it'll keep expanding. So my vision will just keep expanding and growing. And so, you know, for people listening, it's, it's that powerful moment when you go, I I don't want this reality anymore. I'm going to choose a different way to go. I'm going to decide that I'm the creator of my reality. I'm going to commit to it and I'm going to be strategic and I'm going to take action every single day and train my brain in the new direction, which gets me different tangible results. I love it. Love that. Okay. Last question. If you were given the world stage today with everything that's happening, you know, regardless of money, regardless of business, and and people are going to remember you by this, what do you think is one thing that the world needs to hear? I've definitely said it. And and I I want everyone to walk away with, I want them to write this down right now and live by it. So, So two things. One, I don't remember if I said this here. My favorite quote is by Carl Jung. He says, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. That's how my entire business is framed from that quote. It's that's the work I do is help people transform and heal the relationship to money because they make the unconscious conscious. So if they write that down and go like, God, how am I going to make the unconscious conscious mindset training? Right. Next layer is if they really live by this principle and, and really, really integrated into their being, they will never have a problem again because they will be on their way to inspired action and they will get to live in their zone of genius and they will create everything they want and feel like they have a magic wand life. So it's your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. So if you don't like what you're getting on the outside, you've got to start changing what's within. If you so live by that, beautiful. you're golden. <laughs> and you're living proof of it. Well, I, I really enjoyed this. This, this hour has flown by, gosh. And, and uh, I'm going to be thinking about this all night long now. Um, for people who want to follow you and, and kind of learn more about you and possibly join your courses or hire you, where do you spend the most time on social media wise to interact? And, and we'll put all of your links in the show notes as well. So cool. they can find you there. Yeah, I've got so many cool things. Um, first, I'll say definitely have people take the Money Blocks profile. So if they just go to moneyblocksprofile.com, it's a two-minute quiz and gives them an awesome download of information, that gives them a masterclass. It links them to all kinds of amazing stuff that will help them start to heal their relationship to money. So moneyblocksprofile.com. And then they can find me, everything about me on nfamoney.com. So there they'll link to my YouTube channel, to my podcast. Uh, to my my course that's coming out. I'm not sure when this is going to be released, but I'll have um, I have a new program coming out that's going to be like my signature program. It's called Charge What You're Worth. So really cool stuff in there. I'm very excited about it. So all all kinds of good stuff there. I was going to ask you about that because I'm I'm really excited to. So basically, in order for us to know when that's coming out, we just we can go on your website, sign up for an email newsletter or something. And yeah. If they, if they take the money blocks profile, they'll be added to my, my weekly list and they'll get out. Yeah. So that's the easiest way to start with me. And it's real obvious when they go to my website, it says start here and it takes them to the money blocks profile. Awesome. Well, I just want to acknowledge you to, I mean, for your vulnerability and openness and coming and sharing your story and, and, you know, making, it's your mission to help other people overcome those money blocks. I think that's incredible. And it's something that so many people struggle with. And if you are not just slammed full-time busy, I have no idea why. 
and I'm sure <laughs> you are. So thank you for coming on and sharing your story today. Uh, it's been incredible. Thank you so much for having me on. I, I love that you invited me into your community. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks again for tuning in to The Ultimate Shift. Look, I know life is crazy. Life gets busy. And we all kind of have an idea of where we want to go and where we want to end up. But there's so many things that come up in between. And my goal with this show is to grab one thing from every guest that we can apply to our lives that help get us closer to our end goal. You can follow me on Instagram at Ephraim Glick, Facebook at Ephraim Glick, Twitter at Glick Ephraim, or you can go to the website at EphraimGlick.com. See you next time.